I was a good guy. People loved me. I had success, money, relationships. I had everything, but at the same time, I went through about a cancer and discovered I had nothing until I came to know Jesus. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Today, we're talking about the meaning of life and the purpose of trying to be a good person in your life. Now, everyone you may talk to, if asked, they would say, life is very much about being a good person. Many times we can associate being a good person to living a good life, but sometimes we can come to a crossroads and wonder, what is the purpose of doing all that? And is it really fulfilling? Well, today we will have Chuck Keels on our show, who truly was living the good life, but then started feeling empty and not sure about the direction of his life until he had an encounter with God. And today he ministers to cancer victims all across the USA. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Chuck, man, I know you are an amazing person. I mean, you're full of passion, full of zeal, full of life. And I understand that your passion was changed immensely and that Jesus changed you a lot in your life. But let's travel back to your past. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. Did you grow up in a good home with a healthy environment and lifestyle? Absolutely. Absolutely. Small town in Ohio. Mm. Good family. A big family. Three brothers, two sisters. My mom and dad are still married. Wow. And just a lot of really cool memories about, you know, things growing up, which I just absolutely love. So I think it was a healthy environment. I think it was a good atmosphere for learning. That's awesome. So you grew up basically in a Christian home, maybe? Yeah, it was Christian home. Wow. Okay. But then you yourself, especially as you begin to grow... You didn't really lean into what you would learn on Sundays. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I leaned into it as much as you do as a kid growing up and, you know, trying to keep your attention. Yeah. And what I realized was the part that I was missing was the church that I was attending did not talk about our personal relationship with Jesus. I see. So it was kind of like religion, just like you do it, kind of go through the motions, but not really feeling anything. Is that right? cookie cutter. I could stand there and recite the prayers and get absolutely nothing out of them. (laughs) Okay. So it wasn't very fulfilling. (laughs) And as you got older, what would you kind of seek for, for fulfillment? Everything else that society teaches you that might fulfill you, a big bank account, a pretty girl holding hands with (laughs) in a relationship or whatever. You know, all the things around you that are the gods or that are the idols that we go towards I was taught that, you know, once you had a big bank account, once you had these things, that Mm. you would be fulfilled, and it was wrong. It's interesting, Chuck, though, because it sounds like you're living, according to culture, a very normal life. Like, you weren't like a criminal, you weren't like a bad person, you were just like this all-in-all good person living a normal life, normal goals, and most people could say, hey, there's really nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, I thought so at the time also. Yeah. It's when you get a little bit older and you get a little bit wiser, you know, from (laughs) all the things that you experience in life Mm -hmm. and you go, something's not quite right. Hmm. Well, describe the first time you discovered the feeling of success in your life. I understand you were pursuing that, you were seeking after that, 
And then why do you think that so many are seeking for that for fulfillment today? Because I can guarantee you there's a lot of people listening who that is one of their major things is to seek for that fulfillment and success. Well, you know, the thing was I had to really find out what I was searching for. Mm. And, you know, when I was taught to mentors and entrepreneurs, the business industry, I was successful in business. But what I really felt like I was doing was kind of stroking my own ego. Mm. And that in itself wasn't the fulfilling part. Mm. You do these things and you think that you're going to end up, you know, a happy guy with a successful life. And when I got there, it wasn't that way. But then what was like the first time? Do you remember going back to the first time you had that feeling of success? Can you just describe that story and kind of what it tasted to you at that time? It was definitely in business. I was a hard worker. Everybody said, you know, if you had a big bank account, a nice house, (laughs) all the cars that you want, you'd be happy. So I followed that. Even the mentors in my life, they said, the guy with the most toys wins the game. (laughs) And I I chased that stuff and I had the toys and I had the bank account and I wasn't fulfilled. And that was disappointing because that was the biggest thing in my life that I was searching for. And I thought once I got there, I'm going to be a happy guy. Well, I understand that you got married as well. So you had the money, the marriage, and then some difficulty started to arise. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, the marriage, you know, I was a guy that waited a little bit longer and I figured I I would get married once I had some things organized and some ducks in the row. So when I found the person that I thought I was going to be with the rest of my life and I didn't want to be a divorce statistic. Right. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. Married that person and into the relationship two, three years, you know, when you really get to know them. Oh, wow. And there was a heavy drinking going on. That was kind of a problem. And yeah, there were some things that popped up that, you know, all of a sudden you're like, you know, I thought I had all these good things going my way. And we even had two children, two boys we brought into this world. And the marriage itself was just a train wreck. Was this kind of like a surprise moment going back to that time of your life? Was this kind of like a moment like, I need to rethink some things? Or did you just keep on saying, hey, well, let's just keep chasing more success? It was kind of a chase more success. Wow. Okay. It wasn't just a little bit of social drinking either, because yeah. I don't mind that. It was when you go to bed and you wake up in the middle of the night and you hear the TV on and you think the kids left the TV on and your wife is watching TV at three o'clock in the morning, drinking by herself. And so that's what happened. So when the divorce was finally filed, the first thing I said was, I'm going to find somebody that's just cool and that Mm -hmm. fits me and I'm going to get married. And (laughs) that didn't happen for almost 20 years. Oh my gosh. So I understand that after the marriage, you look for fulfillment, but that you were dating a lot of women. Now, that could look really fun for a lot of people. At your age, you know, you're younger. And let me ask you a quick question. It's kind of a private question, but did that bring some type of fulfillment? Maybe just like a little bit by dating all these women? Yeah, it brought the fulfillment of you meet somebody and you're, you know, in a relationship or you're dating. It brings that fulfillment that, you know, all of the things that you're, you know, sold, but you realize that, you know, into that relationship, it's not solid. Yeah. You know, what's not what you're really looking for in life. It's not the person you want to have around your kids. Uh, and so it was, you know, two months, three months, somebody, a relationship, finally introduce them to your kids and then they're not around anymore. Oh, it's a wow. tough thing to be a single parent these days. And with the divorce rate, the way it is in society, right. it's absolutely unbelievable that this many people were having the same feelings I was having of the train wreck after train wreck dating experience. Wow. And you know, it just sounds like though it was fun, it was kind of probably harmful, leaving you even more unfulfilled, it sounds like, as each relationship was broken. 
Yeah, the temporary fulfillment the next day or the next week or the next month, all of a sudden you see, ah, this person ain't for me. Or they say you're not for them. Yeah. And then you're like, what is going on? What is happening with my life? I'm just wasting all my time. Oh, man. And so I understand that you got a diagnosis of cancer in your life that hit you pretty hard later on in life. Tell us how you felt that moment you got that diagnosis. Wow. You know, there's a lot of things that you plan in your life. You know, your kids getting married, your kids graduating, you getting a promotion at your job. There's one thing that you can never prepare yourself for, and that's a cancer diagnosis. And that's what happened with me. You know, I was feeling bad and was feeling tired and was feeling achy, but had no idea that this would ever come up. And when I finally went to the emergency room to see what was going on, a really nasty cancer diagnosis came down. Uh-huh. And you're sitting there with your head spinning. And part of that spinning is, I haven't done what I really wanted to do in this life. Uh-huh. What if this cancer diagnosis is a, you know, a sentence? Terminal, right? Yeah. So it was just kind of like, dang, it's too early. So Chuck, let's hang on there. I want to stop there. I want to have you back on our next show to talk about what happened that pulled you out and kind of shook you up and propelled you forward. So, brother, thanks so much for sharing your story with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hang tight. I want to share some thoughts I have with you right after the break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? I think Chuck's mistakes in life and his epiphany of those mistakes can speak to any one of us. We're all looking for fulfillment somewhere, but the question is, what brings true fulfillment? I think most people would say that achieving success would be one of the main things that many believe will bring true fulfillment. Listening to Chuck's story, though, reveals one thing for him, that when he had success, for example, being flown in a private jet, something was still missing. How can someone have everything, but deep inside, they feel like they have nothing? Is it just like a feeling? Or is there something real like there's nothing? Because most of the world is working hard in order to achieve something more, and believes that there's meaning in that more. Now, I'm not here saying that having goals and achieving them is a bad thing, okay? But if you think that this will bring you the ultimate happiness, you might be surprised at the end of those goals. It isn't the right thing that will fulfill you. It's not the right sustenance. Let me explain. It's written in Proverbs chapter 14, verses 12. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. If you think about this, look at Chuck's life. He thought that all of this was going to bring a specific life. He thought, when I achieve that success, 
I'm going to have all this life, this fulfillment, everything will be great. But there was a type of death, like it was empty. It was shocking, surprising to him. And no wonder, because ancient scriptures reveal about the ambitions of this world. It's written in Ecclesiastes chapter 6, 7 through 9. All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. For what more has the wise man than the fool? And what does the poor man have? Who knows how to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. If you think about what this is saying, when we're living life for ourselves, our souls will not be satisfied. And that's what Chuck is talking about. That these goals and these things that we're doing for ourselves won't be satisfying. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying, Lord, right now that you would bring to everyone just an illumination, an understanding, Lord God, of the truth that this way that we think is going to lead to life maybe won't. But there is something that leads to life. And Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, we want that. We're asking for that. We're asking for you, Jesus, more of you. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.